I need to warn you that today's topic is a heavy one. This probably isn't the episode to have playing with the littles in the other room, but today's topic is necessary because your children will be facing these issues in less time than you can imagine. It's here and it's now, and depending on the age of your children, I can guarantee you they've already been introduced to the things we're going to discuss today. But what can we parents do about it? That's the real issue we're going to discuss. Welcome to Truth, Love, Parent where we use God's Word to become intentional, premeditated parents. Here's your host, A.M. Brewster. Our society has been seeing dynamic change in culturally acceptable sexuality since the 1960s. Uh, Things slowed down a bit in the 80s and part of the 90s, but for the past 20 years or more, sexuality has come roaring back to the forefront of nearly every headline, blog post, and YouTube video, primarily because of the pressure homosexuals have put on the media. Our children are now being led to believe that a lifestyle that was viewed as abnormal, perverted, and or sinful for thousands of years is now the generally accepted norm. And it only took about 40 years. Now, I'm not here today to debate homosexuality. I've been plenty verbal about that on uh, Evermind Ministries blog, Taking Back the Bible. In fact, I'm not here to make any comment on where we've been or even where we are today when it comes to thoughts on sex. I want to focus instead on the future. I want to make a prediction. But more on that in a minute. I'm very thankful for a recent five-star rating and review from an avid listener. They said, So thankful for TLP and its faithful biblical admonishment. It has helped our family look at life through the lens of the gospel and our everyday journey. Thank you for helping me be a purposeful parent. I can't say enough how much your comments and reviews mean to us at TLP, and I thank you for taking the time to rate and review us. We want to share God's truth with as many people as possible, and your interaction makes that easier. All right, now, back to my prophecy. A number of years ago, I predicted on Facebook that if homosexuals won the legal right to marry, people with all sorts of aberrant sexual fantasies would come from miles around looking for their piece of the pie. I proposed that gay marriage, uh, quote-unquote marriage, uh, would be remembered by history as little more than the gateway drug for a dynamic sexual revolution in America. And though I had gay rights advocates booing my prophecy, it didn't take long for my prediction to come true. It took less than a year uh, before I was able to write an article which referenced the fulfillment of my first prediction. I called it, um, I told you so. I know, it's original. Uh, <laughs> I'll link it in the description if you're interested in checking it out. So now I'm going to broaden my foretelling. Here it goes. I believe that, barring an act of God, your children will see the following forms of sexuality legalized, or at least generally accepted, in their lifetime. Now, I know that's broad, and I know that's general, but I'm going to be more specific here in the types of sexuality that your children are going to see generally accepted and or legalized in, um, in their lifetime. The first one of this is polygamy. Uh, Polygamy is when three or more people, quote-unquote, marry each other. Of course, true marriage in the sight of God can only occur between one man and one woman, but there are plenty of religious charlatans and greedy politicians who say marriage is only a piece of paper. And in a culture where you can watch TV shows about polygamists and where three lesbians can get hitched, uh, it doesn't take Nostradamus to guess that it won't be long before the government realizes that laws against polygamy were instituted by people who believe in God, which is obviously outdated and crazy, and that there's really nothing wrong with it as long as everyone's a consenting adult, because wrong is just what we make of it. The second thing I believe your children are going to see more of is pedophilia. 
Uh, and speaking of quote-unquote consenting adults, would you believe that the University of Cambridge hosted a conference a few years ago where the following was said and applauded, quote, pedophilic interest is natural and normal for human males. At least a sizable majority of normal males would like to have sex with children. Normal males are aroused by children, unquote. Again, what's to stop a nation who rejects God's standards of morality from lowering the age of consent. We already know that American elementary schoolers are participating in sex acts, things which have been hammered into their skulls by the entertainment industry. Apart from God's word, if I have quote-unquote data that says sexual activity among children isn't harmful, why wouldn't I allow adults to have sex with consenting children? Again, I'm not here to argue the plethora of reasons why this is obviously sinful, but I'm here to say that I believe the age of consent will be lowered in America before I die. The third thing is incest. Certainly no country would ever allow incestual relationships. Everyone knows those are bad. But Judge Gary Nielsen said, quote, A jury might find nothing untoward in the advance of a brother towards his sister once she had sexually matured and had sexual relationships with other men and was now, quote-unquote, available, not having a sexual partner, unquote. In light of the genetic abnormalities that can form in incestuous relationships, the same Australian judge said, quote, but even that falls away to an extent because there is such ease of contraception and ready access to abortion, unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, both God's word and history have shown us that mankind devolves into lower and lower sexual perversions. And we cannot forget that America is like the younger sibling of the world. When something becomes readily acceptable in Europe, America isn't too far behind. So I believe in addition to the homosexuality and the transgenderism and and all the things that we are being faced with uh, nowadays, our children are going to see a rise in uh, people pushing toward polygamy, pedophilia, incest. And the last one I just uh, just feel gross even talking about is bestiality. Uh, Each of the aforementioned sexual perversions is stomach turning, but this this last one just seems to take the cake. And And I know that most people you know would find this completely disgusting. But more and more people in our country find sexual intercourse between humans and animals to be okay, and they're willing to fight for that right in court. If you did a Google search, which I don't really recommend you doing, uh, you would see plenty of court cases where people have gone to court so that they could marry their dog or, you know, whatever. Listen, I I don't like to have to say this, but there will likely come a day when your Christian child and your children are being persecuted openly in the streets of our most formerly conservative towns, and people will call our faith disgusting. And to be honest, we're looking down the barrel of that gun now. And when it comes in full force, we will be able to show everyone that God's word predicted this would happen, and even laid it out, the consequences. And even though none of us deserves his grace, he willingly offers forgiveness, salvation, and eternal change. Now, Lord willing, my prediction will be wrong. Lord willing, your children won't have to see that. We'll see, but I don't think so. Please listen carefully as I read Romans 1, 24 through 32. God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, and in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the women and burned in their desire toward one another, 
men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. I don't think it's too far off to say this is where we're living today. At the same time, I do want to end with a word of sanctified optimism. God can do anything and everything he sees, he sees fit. Uh, we have seen great spiritual awakening and revival many times in this nation. Uh, perhaps the Lord will see fit to use his people to effect such change before I die. Uh, that would be amazing, and I would be happy to be proven wrong. Remember, my prediction can only come true if, barring an act of God, uh, humanity continues the direction they're going. And may we all be used as that act of God in this world. Of course, today the real concern is not what the world is going to do, but what we need to do to prepare our children for the attack. We've looked a lot lately at the multiple failure philosophies the world preaches and the numerous pulpits it preaches them from. Today, let's focus on how to prepare your three-year-old, your 13-year-old, and yes, even your 23-year-old. The idea that you're no longer responsible to parent your child when they hit 18 is not a biblical concept. So here goes. What do we need to prepare our kids well, number one, we need to talk about sexuality early and often. For decades, the birds and the bees was an awkward discussion had in an awkward way at an awkward time because no one really wanted to deal with it, and they didn't really know how to deal with it. May I say that was an atrocity? In fact, I'm going to go on a limb here to say that parents not talking about sexuality from a biblical perspective early and often helped to lay the groundwork for the sexual revolution, or the sexual perversion, as I like to call it. Christian parents weren't telling their kids about sex, and so the world did it for them. Now, I understand your hesitancy as a parent to introduce these concepts, especially to your, your elementary-aged children and younger. The idea of introducing a potentially destructive thing like sexuality into the pure mind of an otherwise innocent child is petrifying. But it's also a lie. None of the things I just said are true. Let's break it down. The major untrue thing I said was to paint sexuality as an impure, destructive entity. Sexuality is just like everything else in this world. It was created to be perfect and a beautiful part of the human experience, but sin has corrupted it. Yes, it can be used to destroy, but when we scare kids into thinking that sex is wicked, we're lying to them about how God created them and the plan he has in store for them. Another major lie we try to convince ourselves of is that our children's minds are quote-unquote pure. Your, your child's mind isn't pure. It's full of selfish lusts. And if you define pure as you know, free of sexual thoughts, you may be surprised that they're not that either. As we discussed in episode 25, God created us to be sexual beings within the right relational context. And, and we're not 100% certain when those drives and desires kick in. For, for some children, they start thinking sexual thoughts around puberty, but for others, it can happen as early as kindergarten or sooner. I'm not even talking about the things that they've been exposed to from the outside. I'm just discussing the natural desires and thoughts that organically arise in a child's mind because they're human. 
I know that's daunting to consider, but we mustn't fool ourselves into thinking that our quote-unquote innocent children, uh, that they're innocent just because they're young. I think most of us just need to pause and just try to remember our first sensual thoughts. And the third lie I spoke uh, a minute ago was the idea that I'll be the first one to introduce sexuality to my children. That's pretty much impossible. It doesn't matter if you homestead in Montana, there will always be husbands and wives who kiss, babies being born, barn dances, and countless other looks, posturing, then you've got the films, the songs, and the books that hint at, flirt with, and subconsciously point to a sexual reality that exists in all human beings. Please, do not avoid the topic of sexuality with your kids because you don't want to be the first to quote-unquote sully their pristine minds with wicked thoughts of sex. None of that is true. I've been introducing sexuality to my children since they were old enough to understand language. The key isn't whether to deal with it. The key is how. The key isn't whether or not to discuss it. The key is how much to discuss. And as long as you deal with it biblically, there's plenty of material in the Bible itself, and then plenty more material um, that was been written and founded on God's Word. As an example, you can't get through the first few chapters of Genesis before you encounter men, women, nakedness, marriage, sex, sin, shame, and childbearing. Allow the scriptures to be your starting point as you train your little ones in God's word. You are already going through Genesis with them, right? Okay, good. Just needed to check. But there are also great books that provide a script, uh, per se. Larry Christensen wrote a book called The Wonderful Way That Babies Are Made. I've recently worked my children through it, and it's fantastic. Barrett Johnson at infoforfamilies.com is another Christian man who's trying very hard to give you all the information you need to discuss this vital topic with your kids. Mark Massey at Victory Academy for Boys uh, also writes a lot on this about how to introduce this to our children the right way. And I'll provide links uh, to all this in the descriptions, and I would encourage you to leave a comment below about the material your family has found that helps pave the way for a Christ-honoring discussion about sexuality. I believe there are more and more parents, Christian parents, who are starting to realize this needs to be done. They need to be the one doing it. They need to be introducing it uh, in a Christ-honoring way, and they're looking for resources, so let's help them out. So the first thing we need to do is to be talking about sexuality early and often from a biblical perspective. But second, we need to encourage others to talk about it early and often as well. Not only has Christian culture convinced us that we shouldn't talk about sex with our kids, we've totally outlawed anyone else talking to our kids about sexuality. I've preached in Christian schools where sexuality was completely off the table for anyone, including the teachers and preachers in the school. I've met parents who refuse to send their children to purity conferences like the one that evangelist Ben Shetler organizes. This is a travesty. We need trustworthy men and women speaking truth into our children's lives. Why would we forbid them from addressing this topic? Well, because we're afraid. But see, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's provided us a spirit of love and a sound, mature mind. Yes, we need to be wise. But why do we shy away from this topic? The world is pushing it down their throats. I live in the north woods of Wisconsin, 15 minutes past nowhere. I need to drive 45 minutes to another state to get to the closest Walmart. And yet, my family, we have all seen the following at Walmart. Teens making out, homosexual couples, a man dressed as a woman, magazines featuring pictures and copy uh, all about sex and transgenderism and whatnot, 
Music that discusses sex, posters, movies, books, games, and makeup advertisements using sex to sell. And we're only there for 45 minutes. We must not fail our children in providing them a substantial, foundational, unmovable, and unashamedly biblical groundwork for sexuality. We need to speak that truth into their lives, and we need to enlist other God-fearing men and women to do the same. Listen, Christians are losing this battle, and we're losing it because we're ill-equipped and afraid. But the world system, man, it has all of its bullet points orchestrated perfectly with its entertainment system to keep their philosophy of sex ever before your children, regardless of the age. Homosexuality, pornography, polygamy, incest, bestiality, transgenderism, and pedophilia are just some of the issues your children will and are being faced with in every imaginable venue. If you take your child to Barnes & Noble, swing through the children's section and head straight to the cash registers, your kids will see a number of things even in the kids' section. Not the least of which is the Playboy magazine sitting right at their eye level as you check out. All right, so I've made my prediction, and I've delivered my challenge, but I'm also offering to help. Please, like and follow TLP on Facebook. Uh, follow me on at Brewster on Twitter for daily tools, tools to help you intentionally and premeditatedly parent your children. And never hesitate, uh, have it, hesitate, ever to reach out to us at counselor at evermindministries.com. We have men and women standing by to answer your questions and connect you with people in your area who can help. Our God is good. He will have the victory. And despite the darkness in this world, he wants to use you to do amazing things in the life of your family. Will you do that today? Truth, love, parent is part of the Evermind Ministries family and is dedicated to helping you become an intentional, premeditated parent. Join us next time as we search God's Word for the truth your family needs today.